the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Do you know how well your mobile ads are performing? Let AppBroda unify all your app monetization into one powerful platform, giving you access to Google Ad Exchange and insights that you need to scale your ad revenue. Check them out at appbroda.com. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to this amazing webinar all about mobile games growth. Now, I've brought on two experts to talk about the full scope of the mobile gaming space. We got Fiber, who's gonna talk all about monetization and UA. We got Social Peta, who's gonna be talking about what's really working from the advertising standpoint. What popular game genres there are, what are the popular UA creatives, and all that stuff. So I feel like this is gonna be the action-packed webinar. And if you got any questions, obviously leave it in the, the webinar comments as well. So joining us from the Fiber side, we've got Ido. Hofstetter. He's the director of publishers account management at Fiber, a digital tribune company. Ido has been a business leader for over five years and is an expert in the ad monetization space, app monetization space, especially for gaming companies. Now, in case you're under a rock, Fiber was acquired by Digital Tribune in 2021 alongside Ad Colony and is part of Digital Tribune's independent mobile growth platform for advertisers, publishers, carriers, and OEMs. If you haven't been following along, all that really means is they got a full suite of monetization and UA solutions. Ido, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, digital, just a, a little thing, digital turbine. So oh, what did I say? Yeah. What am I saying? Tribune, but it's, Tribune. it's all what the hell am I doing? Okay, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> There's no second take on this. So, I digital turbine, I apologize. You know, and joining me on the social peta side, we've got John, who is the business development manager, and social peta covers over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions, including Unity, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. They've accumulated over 1 billion. That's what the B ad creatives updating 1.2 million ad creatives on a daily basis. You can get insights into your competitors' advertising data and see what's really working for them. One of my favorite things was they'll tell you how long an ad has been running for one of your competitors so you can really see what's working for them. But John, welcome to the webinar. Hi, Steve. I'm glad to be here again. Yeah, thank you. Did I mess up on social peta too? Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's okay. It was right, messing up my pronunciation. All right, Ido from Digital Turbine. Ido, what's got you most interested in the the ad, the monetization space? Well, 
you know, monetization is it moves so quickly, right? Everything moves so fast every day. Someone gets acquired. Uh, one of the most interesting things that have been going on recently is the brand. Brand is coming into the gaming space, in-app gaming space. We see more and more brand buyers. We see the big names, the food companies, jewelry, cars. A lot of these are going into in-app. It's not anymore only other apps, UA, other performance uh, buyers. Now we see a lot, a lot of brand. And obviously a lot of these brand buyers, they have a lot more money than another big studio who spends on UA. Is there anything, so when you're talking about brands, you're saying brands are advertising in the mobile game space. Is there anything that we can do as a developer to make sure that we start highlighting some of these brands or what's the best way, knowing this knowledge, what's the best way that we can do something actionable that we can do with this knowledge, you know? So basically sometimes the brand buyers, they, they tend to buy for slightly lower prices than the UA buyers. However, they, um, when you look at churn and your retention rate, so when you see when a user sees an ads by, for instance, Coca-Cola, there is a smaller chance that it will churn, right? Because it's not going to go and play one of their competitor games. And therefore, working with networks that can offer brand is a key for the success. It's part of the diversification of, uh, of your um, ad suite. And obviously there's once they see success once the brand buyers the agencies they see more and more success with, and in uh, monetization they will spend more money are there any ad units that we can be utilizing to make sure we show up some of these brands too um definitely so brand is all over the place that you can see them and you can see more and more brand come into rewarded video so if you're familiar with rewarded video, so basically you get a certain reward for doing something inside the app. Um, normally rewarded video tends to be um, the format, one of the priciest formats out there. Yeah. Right, so, and you get a certain virtual currency for your action, for watching a video. We see more and more brands going into this space of the rewarded video. We see, we see brand into interstitials as well, as well as video interstitials. A user can see a nice video of Coca-Cola or other big companies, and then it causes them to engage. We've always been seeing um, a lot of brand under uh, banners. So on banner ads, um, normally the bottom of the, of the screen, there's a lot of brand there as well. They've been, Basically, they've been buying for quite high prices. So under brand, under banners, they always are able to compete really well with uh, the performance buyers. I like it. All right. Now, joining me in the next corner. All right, that was a little bit loud. <laughs> we got John from Social Peta. John, what's got you most excited from the UA front? Like, uh, actually, like uh, after the pandemic uh, season, we call it like post-pandemic era like uh, the market is being more competitive. So right now the importance of like creatives or mobile games are increasing high, highly. And the, the latest trend also, which is like uh, really got me excited about it. Uh, I can say uh, NFT is being a big part in the mobile gaming uh, as well. Uh, 
like uh, I think this is going to be more and more in, in the upcoming years uh, because like right now the many mobile games are also letting us to like earn NFTs instead of just like purchasing or like buying NFTs in, inside of the game and uh, we are also thinking uh, a, a combination for ad creatives like how we can combine this uh, with the NFTs in the mobile industry uh, because this is the the hottest topic in 2022 actually NFT mobile games. Wow, that's interesting. What I mean, do you see? Because I know nothing about NFTs, John. But do you see mobile gaming being the one category where people like most mobile gamers understands understand what NFTs are? Yeah, like uh, yeah. Why not? Because uh, I can say that like mobile mobile gaming actually is living the peak season, the the peak years of it. Because uh, you know, like people are looking for like more like mobile life, like when, when they are not like connected or stable in a place. So when they are like outside or doing their own thing, so they would like to get connected with their mobile phones. And that's why, this is the reason why mobile gaming is also increasing. And so the, the latest trend in the world is also NFTs and the, the cryptocurrencies. And like these two combinations, like uh, uh, I never think that like mobile gaming audience will never like get into the NFTs or like uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. I think this is this is going to be like a, a new age for mobile gaming as well, uh, because while people are also like playing their mobile games, they're also looking for how they can make some income at the same time. So this is the the easiest way to do. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's get started with this. Hey, Ido, you know, measuring the success of and the efficiency of your monetization, what are some of the best practices in optimizing your monetization stack? Right. So basically, we always say you must test everything, right? So we have a certain feature uh, on Fairbit and Fiber Fairbit called the multi-testing. And there you're able to test bidding. So today, you know, one of the biggest things that have been happening in, in our industry is uh, we've seen more and more networks go into bidding. But yet you want to know if you're actually making more money. Are you actually increasing your ARP DAO when you go into bidding? So we're able currently to run up to five variants where we're able to see waterfall versus bidders and get a better understanding whether or not we're able to increase uh, the actual ARP DAO of the, of the publisher. Um, we can also split it by percentage and do some other kind of tests. But the idea is test as much as possible. Mm. Automation, right? So, you know, the waterfall, we've all known the waterfall for so many years. We see a lot of the networks going into bidding, but there's a lot, a lot of manual work. And therefore, we have a lot of uh, tools that will help to automate for to create all the instances and to and to monitor a lot a lot is going into automation basically bidding is automation as well of the waterfall so we see this uh, is a very big thing that has been happening recently and most important or one of the most important is transparency do i know do i know what is going on inside my mediation layer is my mediation competing with me if i'm a game developer do i know if the mediation is competing with me are they fishing out some of the, my users to go into their own gaming platforms. Some of the competitors of Fiber, they have their own gaming um, uh, studios. 
does it make sense to own a gaming studio and yet to be a mediation layer? We at Fiber we create a lot of tools that will show transparency. It will show the developer exactly what happens in the waterfall. It's not just a black box. There's a lot of reporting layers. Helps the the developer to make decisions. What I want to hit on a couple of things, Ido. What kind of decisions? Like, all right, we understand this data. Because sometimes here's what I feel about data is like. What the hell do I do with this? This is a lot of data. How do I go through it and make the proper decisions? So what kind of decisions are you helping developers make? For instance, refresh rates, right? You want to show the user, you want to show the user an ad for 10 seconds, or you want to show him for 11 seconds or 12 seconds. You should be able to A-B test all these things in real time. Maybe it makes sense to show in a certain country a 10 seconds, um, add in, in a different one, only 11 seconds. There's so many tests to do. How many instances should you offer for each and every one of the networks? Should you offer them five? Should you offer them six? Do you reach latency? There are a lot, a lot of questions that, you know, that can help the, the, the developer to increase his arc DAO. And then in the multi-test frame, so I'm gonna ask like a newbie type of question, but is it testing different ad units or is it testing what you were talking about? Like, hey, how you're getting paid? Like the EC, I'm assuming it's ECPM regarded when you're talking about bidding and the, what's the other word that you use? But is that what Waterfall. we're testing here? Waterfall, bidding. So it's like the mechanism that you're getting the highest ECPM versus like the ad units. What are we testing here? Well, they're, they're you know, it's a very good question. You can test lots of things. That's the, the cool part about it. You can, you can take a certain network and you can check it on uh, bidding versus non-bidding because most of the networks they were able to buy under a waterfall um, method before the bidding part. But yeah, there, there's so many tests that you, you can do. You, you know, like you think of latency because right at the end, the user, he wants to see an ad. So how long does it take until the user sees an ad? And therefore, if you, you, know, you wanna have a lot of calls, a lot of instances inside the waterfall, what happens if you have five instances versus seven instances? How do you increase the ARP DAO of, um, of the, the, the developer? Got it. And then what, if you had to just pick one, you know, and put you on the spot, if you had to just pick one, one of the first tests you should start to really increase your monetization, what, were that, what would that first test be for you? Well, I think, you know, I think I would go to diversification. I would keep on testing everything. You know, you think of like what kind of a developer you are, what kind of games are you creating? Are you, um, are you hyper casual where you show quite a few ads and quite a few formats? Do you have like a strategy game, a mid-core game where you might show only rewarded video and the offer wall? So the offer wall is, um, is another really cool tool that we have, Offer Wall Edge, where you can show there are certain offers and you complete an offer, and then you get in exchange for a certain virtual currency in the game. So, I mean, you know, it's like, we, we do know that a lot of users, they spend money or some of the users, they spend money, but not all the users are spending money in IAP inside the game. And yet we want to give, the, the developer wants to give all the users a certain abilities to succeed in the game. He wants the users, not to get only to level one to three. He wants to have the users 
continue and engage and have very long retention with the game. And therefore, for certain users, certain users are never going to spend any money. And these kind of users, they might be using more their offer wall or the rewarded video in order to continue with the game. Got it. And then are any NFTs happening in the offer wall? Well, it's it's still very new, but yeah, there are there are all sorts of discussions of adding uh, NFTs, but uh, you know, NFTs is still uh, it's still not there. It's, we don't see it just yet, but I'm, I'm I'm sure it will be soon. Yeah, I like it. John, are you a little disappointed by that? <laughs> uh, no, no, he said right. Like, uh, like it's not there yet, actually. Uh, but we we see we see the wave is coming, uh, and we see also that the demand in the market is increasing, like uh, day by day, actually. Yeah, I actually saw one of these. I don't know if you guys seen these, like walk for coins type of, and your sweat coin being the bigger ones out there. But now I'm seeing walk or exercise for NFT being a very popular search, and people looking for that too. Pretty interesting. I still know nothing about this. I feel like <laughs> my parents, what's PayPal? <laughs> That's what I'm feeling like today. <laughs> All right, John. So what's been going on in the overall mobile game market? What have you guys seen on your end? Because you do have billions and millions of ad creators you're analyzing. What have you guys seen in Q1 of 2022? So give us the latest and greatest. Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah. Uh... Actually, Ido really uh, also mentioned really like good points uh, about like uh, monetizing a game because like you know like what we do like uh, about our like ad intelligence is also like matching with like this kind of services because like we bring the the users to the games and they are like like keeping and making money from that so we are like kind of partners in that and it also affects the uh, like retention the the ad frequencies and there are many like like narrow marketing details also how to keep the clients like users inside and uh, as i mentioned at the beginning of the conversation like uh, previously like there is a uh, the market has changed a little bit after the uh, covid actually right now we don't see like that much amount of publishers but we see the creative amounts are increasing because right now the retention rates are also decreasing again especially for the hyper casual games and that's uh, what I also want to talk about later. And we we see we see the the growth is also like getting slower. Like, but the creatives are getting higher. That means okay, you have less competitors in the market, but you have also less chance to get user acquisition uh, because uh, right now people are spending less time on their mobile devices, and uh, there are like so much creatives in the market. And this, like this is also a good chart actually, like the cost decrease of uh, like global mobile games in 2022. So we can see the, the active advertisers also. And in March, we, we like see the sharp increase, uh, but the average ad creatives are also like decreasing. When we see the, the last year, uh, just like uh, by like February, March and April, uh, it was really on the peak, peak point. And the, the, the problem uh, of here also, like, uh, for example, I'm uh, also responsible of like Turkish and Israel market, especially for the Turkish market, I can say that uh, the top, the, the peak uh, point here is the hyper casual games, like Turkey is becoming one of the uh, most important countries for hyper casual. And uh, 
I can say that like this is gonna also like affect uh, the future of the market because right now like also the studios and the publishers are questioning like about okay uh, now we the the pandemic the the COVID is over okay like we are like pushing pub, uh, hyper casual games to the market like can markets still hold the hyper casual for them so in 2022 we are also expecting some uh, some like changing on hyper casuals like uh, maybe we can we can talk about this later like deeply like maybe by the end of the like uh, our webinar uh, the thing is like uh, like they cannot keep the users right now in their games so retentions uh, are getting lower again uh, for especially hyper casual and uh, the the most expected things like for for me in 2022 we will see some like big changes on the structures of especially hyper casual games like uh like people start to call this like hybrid casual like uh, there will be some new like features will be added for like this kind of games to increase the uh, retention rates actually and like here like uh, we're also seeing the 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 percentage of advertisers like with genre has the as the most uh, advertiser. It says like casual here because also the hyper casual is also included uh, in this percentage under a casual name. And so when we also see the creatives, like uh, casual creatives are the most because uh, the flow is really big on the casual uh, genre. For example, when we compare it with the, with the simulation game or like arcade game or strategy games, these are like long-term games actually. So if you are, uh, I'm sure that like many of the people who are listening right now, they are uh, more into the hyper casual. Um, I'm not saying like it's basic, but I'm saying like it's uh, more like e easier to handle like with the small of groups, like when you like just create a studio or when you just start the business. So I'm sure that they're interested uh, in hyper casual. And uh, right now, like uh, uh, as we like show in the chart, right, the creative amounts are really high and the this, uh, this company amounts are also really high so this is gonna be like challenging for them to how to get in the market so that's why we are providing these solutions to them like how to like uh, get a like right strategy decent strategy for the creatives like which kind of creatives are uh, suitable for any kind of genres got it colin asked it might be in perfect time to bring this slide up too but john are you seeing a rotation back to ad spending on facebook instagram and which platforms so are you seeing things shift back into facebook and instagram and then which platform are you seeing the most benefit platform be the most beneficial or benefit the most from facebook's losses like, like facebook is always like one of the big ones like uh, all the facebook channels like uh, but uh, we also see the the good increase on the like like tiktok channels actually like uh, recently like uh, there is also like good uh, impressions from these channels and uh, but the, the here the key point is the the cost actually like how we how you can handle the cost because uh, maybe the people who watched the previous uh, webinar like will remember that we we were mentioning the the video like creatives and uh, the playable creatives for the the mobile gaming industry and as we can keep the like uh, C, like cpm uh, lower okay like uh, that that will that will give us a good chance to at least also to publish some maybe like video creatives 
but as the creative amounts are increasing, also uh, like probably Edo like will also mention uh, important points about the costs, like how to uh, like keep them stable or like lower as much as possible. And like this is the key point. But uh, for your question, I can say that the Facebook Facebook channels right now are uh, always uh, important. But also like there are also other channels like uh, like TikTok creatives are also getting like good impressions plus their cost is a bit lower yeah what are you seeing on your end Ido? so it, it definitely you know obviously everyone sees like the pandemic and after post pandemic but the interesting part is that you know everyone became gamers on the pandemic right so <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone was playing games obviously hyper casuals um <laughs> they were they went everyone was playing these as well i was playing them too um i still play them (laughs) the thing is that you know like many of the users that started playing they 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 still play right so you know if everyone always thought that like who plays all these games these are uh, 16 year olds uh right and uh 16 year old boys but it, it basically it's not really the truth basically you know the ages you know you have like uh, a variety of ages you have like you have ladies who are 50 years old and they love the puzzles or words games or other casual or other hyper casual games i think it just took a lot of the users like users who were not playing games and now they are playing games maybe they they might play a bit less than what they did but they still play games they turned a lot of users into uh gamers and we see like a very steady split between steady and even split between women and and men and this brings us again back to the idea of uh, brand brand dollars like it's not kids who are playing games that's that's not the case this is why recently we developed the open measurement sdk where we're able to offer viewability measures for agencies we are now convincing these agencies we're telling them guys listen it's not children these are actual audiences. These are the kind of audiences that you are looking for. And I believe like as part of the diversification, especially now post, uh, post-COVID where everything became like so digital, right? We will see a lot more brand, a lot more brand go into these, um, into the in-app, into the gaming. When we launched the open measurement SDK, we immediately saw 12% increase we saw a lot of a lot a lot of ads a lot of new ads a lot of new domains that we've never seen before and all of these they come through some of the major major dsps made that ha- that work with all the big agencies in the world and i don't i don't believe that this is going away this is going to be it's going to grow and grow and be a bigger chunk i can i can John, I, I've seen the same thing from working with a ton of clients and talking to a ton of people as well, that yes, there's been some troubles on the Facebook side, but TikTok has been the one channel that a lot of people have been just talking about, like TikTok, TikTok, TikTok on that end too. Yeah. Hey, you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is that I'm going to a newer game developer out there who's, you know, saying, hey, look, I just launch and, you know, there's all these ad creatives that have to do. Is there one that you're like, hey, you know, if you're just starting out and you want to get, you want to start advertising, you got some budget, you can do all these. But is there like a couple that you're like, hey, you know, start with these and this should get you most of the way there? 
Well, it really depends on what kind of developer you are. So, you know, if we start, uh, the easiest would be to start with the hyper casuals because mm-hmm. the hyper casual tend to work with, uh, they, they work with a rewarded video and they work with uh, full screen uh, video and banner. Mostly the hyper casuals, they don't really offer any kind of proper virtual currency. But just for the continuity of the game, like, you know, you, you play a certain game, you fall, you die, and then you can, you get another life, right? So th- that's where the rewarded video will come into place. So if you're like this kind of publisher with a lot of your, or maybe all of your revenue, it comes in from ads, then I would suggest, you know, trying all the three, the rewarded video, the full screen interstitial video, and the banner. Now, if you are more of a casual game, like uh, um, match three, it's very common, or um, card game, word game, then these are what we call as casual games. A lot of these casual games, they it depends how much they rely on in-app purchase versus uh, in-app ads. And then it depends. They either might use the, the, the same three, like the hyper-casuals, or they will just use the banner or the interstitial. It depends how much uh, they want to interfere with the gameplay. The interesting part, if you go to a bit the, um, the deeper games, like the games that, you know, when you download them, it takes all the battery from your phone. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the kind of games that, yeah, it makes your, your phone really slow. So these, they mostly rely on in-app purchase. Sometimes it can be um, 80% uh, for in-app purchase and the rest will be um, ads. Sometimes it can be even more like 95, 95% in-app purchase. Um, and like I said before, the problem with these kind of publishers is they, they, they have a certain percentage of users who will actually spend money in the game, which can be like, you know, 5% will be not bad. And then like a 1% will be whales and maybe uh 10% will ever, you know, ever spend any money in the game. Like, what do you do with all the rest of these, all these, the rest of these users? How do you let them enjoy the game? They want to continue. They want to play the game. They will advertise the game. And for these kind of users, you want to show the rewarded video and the offer wall. The offer wall is very cool because um, when you are rewarded video, it's, you know, it's a matter of like 30 seconds, maybe 35 seconds, depends if you, you go into an end card. The offer wall, in order to complete an offer, it's slightly more uh, difficult. It takes a bit longer, but then you get a lot more virtual currency for it. Basically, it's kind of a bit like working, right? But it, but fun working because you can, for instance, download an app and then play another game and reach a certain level. So we classify, we classify the different offers. There's an easy offer and there is a hard offer. And you as a user, you can decide which kind of offer you would like to complete. But it works very well with the game, especially on more of the heavier games, but yet you can see them on casual games as well. Some of the match three or puzzle games, they will still have an offer wall, which can be integrated well. And we see these. Banners, huh? Banners was like a popular thing. I was like, wow, banners still working. I remember talking to Christian Calderon, who at the time he was the CRO of Ketchup, and he was saying like our number two most moneymaker ad unit was banner ads. And I was like, holy cow, that's insane. And so it's pretty interesting. We thought banners were dead. No, banners are like super big. We see more and more publishers, developers asking 
talking about banners. Basically, you know, it's not really intrusive, right? I mean, it's it's in the bottom of the screen. No. They're cheaper, but you know, if you have a long game, a long puzzle game, they can they flash and flash and flash and flash, and then you basically you get paid for each and every one of these refreshes. Yep. So, and they're mostly brand. They're very, very brand orientated. It's really worthwhile checking the banner. Con like I said before, you constantly need to test. You need to test all the time. You need to diversify. You need to look for the new thing. And the banner is, is you know, it's coming back. It's come, we hear a lot, many, many students asking for this now. When you're talking about the refresh rate, you know, I said, I asked you, hey, what should you be testing? You said 10, 10 seconds, 11 seconds. You're primarily talking about the banner, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> I am following along. Look at me. All right, John, what are, what are you seeing on the advertising or just the ad creative standpoint? I noticed that, you know, you, you guys have shown that more and more people are using real people and celebrities too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that like, uh, as it'll say like for the deeper games. Yeah. That's a strategy to use, like to, to find some like celebrities to use on your own creatives. Uh, but the, here, the key point is to like, how, like, are you going to satisfy your audience or like, how are you going to affect your user experiences? Like, for example, for the deeper games, like, like match three or like strategy games, nobody's not going to like pissed off for the like, like full screen video, but for the, yeah, hyper casual, like, uh, that's, that's the biggest problem of hyper casual actually. Like uh, when the users are facing the creatives with the ads, like so often, this is affecting the user experience and the retention, of course. And so this is a also common strategy to use celebrities, like to help the boosting like your creatives and the the user acquisition. And right now, like we are we are seeing really like good creative examples, uh, like a movie trailer like just starts with some celebrities of course like people are not willing to like just like skip the video for this kind of creatives but uh, that's the good point but uh, yeah of course the bad point is the cost of these creatives because like just to to create this kind of creative is going to cost like more than normal like video or the image uh, creatives and uh, i i, I want to say again like here the key point is like how are you going to affect your like user experience and uh, again, as Ido said, like the genre and what kind of games are you making? This is also critical to choose like which path is the right path for you. And then testing is also really important. So that's why we are also showing to our like clients, like which strategy for which genre is the perfect one. Uh, because like you cannot use the like similar like strategies or similar kind of create creatives for any kind of genre because he also uh, gave some examples like banners or something like that so uh, that also depends on the genre and the category of the games of course and um, like how long are your users are like staying your game or like is it like one time one time playable games like there are also games like this like many of their users are just like download install the game try and then just delete it so uh, need to find the reasons of that and uh, need to find the create uh, like the correct strategy for them i like it i, I really like this stuff too because we are starting to see like ugc type of content ads really starting to take place, especially as you mentioned, John, before with TikTok being a platform that people are really seeing good results with. 
and mm-hmm. using real people and doesn't have to be celebrities. So you don't have to spend millions on a Mariah Carey or some Korean movie star, but you can get some real people and get some content that way. Yeah, uh, like that, that's that's also making why like TikTok is being popular also for uh, advertising and uh, because you know the algorithm of uh, TikTok is different than the other like so- social medias like any kind of videos can uh, go viral or something and for the creative side this is also common like as you say you don't need to find a celebrity to like act in your creative or like video or something like that uh, you can also uh, like start well, like with the simple one, but maybe a video one again. Like that, there can be a, a like story behind of your creative. Like these things works for like simulation games, for example, but not for casual games. Like for casual games, this is like more. They are more uh, like the audience uh, is more eager to like fast consuming. So uh, I that's not gonna work. To spend that amount of money to like uh, make some creatives with like celebrities or something like that mm. because the your audience over there is more uh, eager to like consume faster than like for example slg here as we give the example so you, you can see all these three like three creatives have like similar points as like rise of kingdoms like state of survival and lord of rings these are the, the like similar genre of games and so this has been like popular to create the creatives like uh, with this like scenario be- behind like you know, like movie trailer yeah i like that storyline i like this too and, I've seen and this it doesn't before. have to be related with your game though <laughs> yeah i've seen this with especially like the voodoos of the world they're like doing all these fail like i bet you can't beat this traditional gameplay no longer i mean i'm seeing some of this stuff too like mm-hmm. this stuff that make it seem more like social media oriented type of content, not, you know, like, so talk to me about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, actually like these are the main like elements for the creatives, like for, for the last one, actually it, that video and the, that game idea like came from TikTok and uh, the, the best ways like for to create the, the right creative for your own game. So like using the compressions, were really popular especially the last year like uh, it's always good to show like one like like good and the just average example like to like compare them each other and so people like will start to think that they can do much better than that it's also uh, related with like bad ending stories so uh, many people also like re- realize uh, while they are playing a game, like one like ad uh, appears, like creative appears. And so like somebody's trying to do a good job in the game, and, but it uh, ends always bad. So there's a reason of, of course for that. That also makes the audience feel like, feel like, okay, they can like change this like bad ending and they can do more, like much better. So they are like, more into the install that game. And also the short videos, like usually they're from the, the live videos at first. Uh, for example, like this creative uh, is related uh, also a game, which is like uh, the, the, the floating on the ocean. So you are just like building your own like boat by collecting the stuff. So, okay, this is not like 100% related, but the uh, like there's a like float comes like Okay, how long can you survive or something like that? So this like first three seconds is critical to show something like impressive to the audience. I like it. 
Hey, one thing I want to talk to you, both of you guys about is, and John, you kind of brought this up, like retention. It's really hard. And what we've seen for our non-gaming apps, so I'm going to kind of see, and I know gaming, gaming companies are more like pioneers in this space, but what we've seen from non-gaming apps is like sometimes, you know, like for subscription-based apps, monetization drives retention. That's what I've been talking about through our channels. What have you guys seen? And, you know, you can balance it off here. What have you guys seen one that works well from a retention standpoint? And does that principle apply to mobile games? getting people to pay so that they stay a little bit longer. Right, so, so partially what we spoke about, if you wanna let the user enjoy, he wants to succeed in the mm. game. You want, to take him, you want him to play the game for a long time. And therefore um, you need to help him. You need to help him even if he doesn't want to spend any money. And in this case, that's why you need to implement uh, something like uh, where he can actually achieve virtual currency such as a rewarded video and such as the offer wall. But to add to that, if you add in brand, that can definitely help you increase the LTV of the user, right? So if you're able to have, if the user, he, um, his retention is longer, then you can probably pay also a bit more when you, when you acquire this kind of user. And if you show the user, for instance, a brand ad, then, the chance that he's going to churn is lower than when you show him another uh, gaming ad. And therefore, you can increase the LTV and you can come, become also more aggressive when you do the UA with this user. I see. And then, you know, I don't know if the psychology, why do you think seeing a brand ad adds to the LTV? Is it just because when I see a Nike or Starbucks, a big brand within your game, I'm like, hey, I kind of associate you guys with this big brand. It definitely, I mean, definitely um, uh, developers want to be associated with nice ad with, uh, you know, if you do, you have some kind of uh, football game, then you would want to have some Nike or Adidas or, you know, one of these kind of brands. Uh, you would definitely prefer them over uh, having another uh, football game, right? So if your competitor has another football game, you, you would prefer not showing this ad on your game. Many of the developers, they will block these kind of ads, but every day there is a new developer who has a new football game. And therefore you would definitely prefer showing them some, some, someone neutral, someone who cannot compete with you. An emergency call during the web. Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> hey, one thing I want to point out is this case study you guys have on the Viber website as well. And talk to me about this multi-reward offer wall because what i you know what i was able to read through is hey you know offering some having some ads in the offer wall allows you to not only increase your roi and we talked about cpi being the main metric too but the retention lift like you actually get retention going up as well so what's this multi-reward offer wall so the idea is that for instance if you are an advertiser on the offer wall and you want to show certain amount of, uh, you have different offers inside the offer wall. You have an easy, a hard, and a medium one. So when a user is playing the game, and let's say he really enjoys the new game that he's playing, and he downloaded a game, and now he's, he's reached level one, so he gets, he completes the first offer. When he reaches level two, he gets, he completes a second offer. And when he reaches level three or four or five, he completes the he completes the third offer and he gets the virtual currency for all the offers he completed even though 
he registered only to one offer. And this way, the user, he keeps getting virtual currency. He's using this virtual currency. He's enjoying the game and he doesn't churn. So it, it keeps the retention, especially on these kind of users who would prob most likely not spend any money. Obviously, this is not forever. So if you start an offer, there's a certain amount of time that you have to complete it. It's not like, you know, if years have passed, then most likely this offer is not valid anymore. But there, is, there are terms for the, the offer. And if you're able to complete the terms, then you can enjoy multiple um, virtual currency, mul multiple offers, even though you register to only one offer. Hey, you know, am I correct in thinking through this? Because it looks like this case study was talking about more of how Lilith, if I'm pronouncing this right, but they kind of used you guys for more acquiring the UA side of things. But from what I'm hearing from you is the offer wall actually helps both sides. So if you're the game showing the offer wall, you help increase your user retention because you're giving your users like advancements in the game. And then if you're running UA inside the offer wall, well, because people have to do certain things, they might require a little bit more, but those become good users for you from a UA standpoint. So it seems to be a win-win. Am I being dumb here? Yeah, definitely. The advertiser, he enjoys this as well because he knows that he's still offering, uh, he, he knows the user is now reaching level, he's not reaching only level one, he's getting to level three. So the advertiser uses enjoys this as well, as well as the publisher, developer who gets to enjoy higher ECPMs for this many offers which have been completed. What are you seeing on your end from a retention standpoint, John? I know you guys really talk about more of ad intelligence, figuring out what's working, but I guess maybe the assumption could be like the types of ads that run the longest tend to be the ones that are working the most in terms of you know retention and for non-games like activation and subscription. So what are you seeing on your end? Like, uh, like uh, actually, the, the, I, I really liked uh, the, the, this case study. I didn't know about that, the, how, how they are using also this like virtual currencies to uh, also the increase the retention. And, uh, but of course, the, like the, that sample, like example was from the strategy games, like, uh, like uh, the st structure of the game is totally different than the other, other genres because they are more like long-term users, like uh, because you already put effort to like create your empire or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you, you're not gonna give up on that so easily like this, but the, that, that was a really like a great way, a great example to how, how they are using the virtual like currencies to also like keep the like uh, audience like fresh with them. And like uh, that's why actually when, uh, when I uh, like mentioned the hyper casuals, like why they, they don't see the feature in hyper casual, even the hyper casual studios, um, just because of this reason, because like they also might need like some in-app purchases or like some like uh, like re reward granted videos or something like that, but the the game structure is not letting them to do this. So it's been like less chance to like keep them uh, like making money uh, by the videos, and so, so that's why like this like hybrid casual as we say like there's gonna be like some items to sell inside the game like in-app purchases, and there's gonna be like probably some like ranking that you can 
you would like to boost your character or you, you would like to boost uh, like your game to like get some good place in the ranking table. And I think like uh, this is the reason like why uh, we should like focus on each uh, like genre like separately. Like uh, for example, for the like casino games is also like different because it's directly like getting some uh, like like currencies, but after the video, like uh, when they're out of money in the game or something like that. So for strategy games is different. Uh, for like sports games is different. Maybe it can like let you to like transfer a much better player after you like watch some like like reward granted video. But okay, what is the uh, what is the reason like the people to watch like re reward granted uh, video for for example on hyper casual or casual games? So there is like the connection is like cut in in that part. So that's why like also that the structure of these games are also changing to uh, to keep the players uh, like want to improve their characters or their like games instead of like giving some uh, uh, just like uh, like uh, how to say like ads rewards or something like that. Are there any localizations? I know the platform that you guys have built, you know, allows you to really see the ad creatives of some of your competitors. You can create ad creatives on your own really quickly here by doing some analysis. Are there any type of like markets that you've seen because the mobile gaming space is so worldwide? Are there markets that people who are like US centric or Western Western centric, they're missing out on? On that end yeah 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 that, that, that's totally correct like because that's also like uh one of the key points and as, as we say like like how like each each genre has different structures also each uh like geographies has also different uh structures like to need to focus on um when, when i all like give some example about also the localization i really uh like seen a really right uh, example the last year for one of the Turkish game company they were like making some like football games and uh, I guess it was like just like uh, or, or maybe it's like sorry two years ago maybe like after Euro Euro Cup or World Cup like something like that so they they just like focus on each countries in, in Europe like separately and they made like specific localization especially on creatives because this is also like critical and. Uh, after that, uh, like for example, you are you are a user like from Italy, and uh, you would like to download that game. So you you see on the creatives of the game, so it shows you the creatives with the Italian flag. So you know that well, for just before the like big um, events, also like people would like to like support their own countries or something. So they increase the user acquisition over like fifteen percent, which was really great, and. So uh, that's why, uh, like, there is like that's really important. Also, in the Asian side, like uh, in Japan, in Korea, in China, they also have like different structures, like uh, that you you can use in your creatives or you can uh, avoid to use in your creatives for the user acquisition. It can be some colors, some numbers can can be counted like unlucky numbers, unlucky colors, or lucky colors, or uh, like this kind, <laughs> you know, like this kind of differences. Yeah. Cool. Was there anything I missed, Ido, that you want to make sure we hit on? Just, just wanted to relate to the localization. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting topic because we see the same thing with, uh, you know, the kind of the ads. So there are like places where there's more limited internet bandwidth. 
and therefore we might see a bit less video. It depends, like you know, if it's a, a user who is roaming, there might be he might have an issue loading videos. It depends where he's at. Uh, and these kind of regions, they tend to be a bit more banner heavy because these are lighter uh, ads. Um, just on that. But besides that, you know, when looking into the future and some of the thoughts that we have is that we what we anticipate that will happen is that we're going to see a lot more bidding, a lot more networks which are going to be bidding, um, a lot of autom automation, so a lot less work, the manual work that users, that um, the developers will need to do in integrating all the networks and managing these very long waterfalls. We see um, a lot of that is going to be automated. Um, transparency is a key. And therefore, here at Fiber, we have a lot of reporting for this. So, so the actual developer, he can see exactly what is happening. And once there'll be more and more transparency, then there's going to be more brand. The brand is going to want all that. They're going to want to know exactly what is happening. They're going to have, they have their own metrics. They're a bit more traditional. And they're going to want to know that the users that they are buying are a certain kind of users that they're searching for. And they're gonna to want to know that the user's actually seeing this specific ad. And I believe with together with automation and the transparency, we're gonna see a lot more of brand dollar go into gaming. What do you think the brands are doing? I mean, are they taking them to their own apps? Are you taking the website? What are the brands doing on their ads? Um, it, it depends. Like there is like there are different brand uh, ads. Like there is brand performance, which is brand and performance. Like if you can go to an Amazon ad, yep. but sometimes they will want you to register. They'll want you to register to something. I mean, if you're going to see a Toyota ad, most likely you're not going to buy a Toyota car within uh, ten seconds or ten minutes, right? But you're still there's brand awareness. You're aware of the Toyota. And this works for the brand uh, buyers. So sometimes they'll want you to register to something or to some kind of newsletter. Sometimes they're going to want you to download an app, but uh, they're definitely taking you to uh, they're taking you to see these brands and to be aware of certain brands that are in this space. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there are quite a few big names that you can see. Uh, like you know Procter and Gamble and McDonald's and uh, many others that that they tend to advertise. I never thought I would have it, but I do have the McDonald's app on my phone right now. <laughs> John, what anything I missed that you want to make sure we cover? No, it, that was a like great conversation. Like I think we hit all the points like which uh, people are looking for because just after we had the, the first webinar, like uh, I realized that people are really interested in hyper casual, especially mm -hmm. as uh, you know, like right now, uh, many new studios also appear in this business, like to create hyper casual games. So I would like to also, uh, I also want to clarify their questions about how to enter the market or how to like fix their strategies in a decent way or something um and i uh, want to say that again the, the, also the this uh, business is also changing like i don't think by the end of the year we, we will uh, see the similar hyper casual games i'm sure that there's going to be like in-app per like purchases and 
there's going to be ranking as well. So we will see this year. We will see the hybrid casuals for sure. I can say that. Yeah, it looks like the video is still the primary way that people, mobile games are advertising. Mm -hmm. Share this yeah. slide real quick here. So it doesn't seem to matter in terms of genre. Hey, look, video ads from a rewarded video standpoint, from just a pure UA standpoint, video ads, video creatives are the ones that most mobile games are advertising or using. Yeah. And right now, the, the speed of mobile, uh, mobile devices, also the mobile internet speed is getting higher uh, year by year. And uh, also that's the reason why the video ads are being more used than the other ones. So uh, I'm uh, I'm sure that it's gonna be also uh, like playable ones is gonna take a, like more place uh, in upcoming years. And uh, well, of course, for the playable ones, uh, the cost of the ads are a little bit higher than the video and the Im image ones. Uh, but that's also effective. And uh, probably Ido also knows about that. I, I've seen also many like non-gaming uh, like apps like brands or something like they're also using right now some playable ads which is also interesting because we like uh, we used to see these ads for gaming mostly uh, now i can uh, we also can see for like shopping uh, apps like shopping brands like e-com brands and um, yeah the, I, I i like i like this because it's uh, a really dynamic market so you need to follow up all the time you know, one thing, you know, John brought this up, like it got me thinking about offer walls and have you seen offer walls being used in non-gaming apps at all? Uh, non-gaming, yes. You have certain uh, like uh, service uh, utility apps where, uh, for instance, phone game, not games, but phone apps, um, that's such. So you will have some kind of, on dating, dating is also big. So dating, yeah. um, many of the dating apps they have, um, they have an offer wall, so yeah, utility and and uh, and dating. I guess this would be the majority. All right, and to the audience out there, let's not let just Colin be the one that person that got the the questions. So if you got any questions, we got a few more minutes left. We put it into the chat below, and we'll answer them while we have these fellas for the next couple of more minutes. But let's take a quick break while people think about good questions. No, I know John, you came up with a dad joke, and so let's do it. Dad joke round. Let's see which panelist wins this. All right. And we're, we'll figure out what to play for because I like to always play for something, whether it's push-ups, coffee, whatever it is. Jo John, you want to kick it off or you want me to kick it off? Because, I, I, you know, do you, you well, might need some time. I, I, I'm going to have like just one by one or like you again have two? No, just one. We'll just do one. One winner takes all. This one round. Okay. Take the lead, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want me to go first? All right. Yeah. I will go first. All right, fellas. What happens when you crash your new Kia? What happens? He's talking about brands. You know, what happens when you crash your new Kia? You end up with no Kia. There you go. <laughs> All right. John, you got one? Yeah. <laughs> what do you call a car? that wants to speak to the manager and make Karen. All right. Ido? You know, I feel you like I wasn't ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google it. I'll get back to you. All right. Well, well, 
we'll have you audience participate if you don't mind putting it in the comments right now for now we'll just put put jay we'll just go with john right john <laughs> and then we'll wait for Edo, but s for now and then we do have a question all right guys how have Apple's IDFA privacy changes affected the way publishers interact with different OSs? Are we expecting further changes with Google Google's privacy moves? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Like, uh, uh, sorry, yeah. Go ahead, kick uh, it up, please. Like uh, right now, like uh, like last year for the iOS, like uh, also publishers and advertisers are facing uh, really like more difficulties because they are not able to tag the audience right now. So like, uh, so if I need to give an example, it's like, instead of like just to take a slice of the cake, like you need to get the whole cake and you need to get the right results right now on the iOS platform because you cannot like tag them and you cannot uh, specifically mark like their uh, like how is they spending or what are they into or something like that. And so uh, this is the reason why uh, we also expect to some like changes to the Android uh, base, like uh, like Google Play, I mean, um, because for uh, for the incomes, actually for the studios, the, the best income was always coming from the Apple users. Uh, that, that was the... Uh, main reason why they were really persistent on that but right now uh, we we also uh, expect a, an increase for uh, the like google, like google site because uh, google is still letting to advertisers like to tag and analyze their audience or like, something like that and the, the second reason if i uh, need to uh, give an example and uh, there is like for the android users they are also uh, recently they're also like spending like more like money than before on the on the gaming actually and uh, because uh, right now also the market is changing and if you take the market is global uh, of course for maybe for the u.s market the structure is going to be different maybe but if we take it also as a global we also have the the china market and everything like like uh, each market also has like uh, different for the also operating system and uh, for the privacy ones. For example, in China, there's still no like Google Play. So of course the, the Apple is not gonna get affected so much because it has also has a place over there. But for the countries like, let's say in India, okay, the audience is not like so willing to spend so much uh, on their mobile devices, but uh, the the percentage of uh, like Google is much higher than the uh, iOS also, and we are expecting like this kind of changes of course. Uh, but what we don't know is like uh, Apple like uh, iOS is gonna take an action about that like because personally I don't think this is gonna take for a long time. Like this is like my opinion actually, um, uh, because they are really also uh, like pushed by the advertisers also. The, the game producers and everything. And uh, I, I expect uh, like Apple might also take some action about that. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you spoke a lot about hyper casuals. So, you know, from what I noticed is that many times the hyper casual studios, they would first test on iOS in the past. Mm -hmm. And now some, some of them move to test when, you know, when they have like a new app going live. Now, many of them are uh, testing on uh, Android. 
So this is one of the changes, yet we still see a lot of the hypercasual publishers still doing a lot of uh, iOS. So we, it doesn't seem like that has gone away. Um, the thing is that contextual signals, in terms of monetization, uh, we here at Fiber, we use a lot of contextual signals. We don't know who the user is, but we can see according to his behavior, if this user is gonna click, is not gonna click, the, we send a lot of signals to our demand and they know what kind of user this is and how worth it is for them. Uh, for instance, the language of the, the language or how many, uh, how many ads did the user click? Um, what, um, where is the user from? There are a lot of signals we can send them. And then according to that, they're still able to buy users. And we see even a lot of the, um, of the IAP buyers, like very big uh, in-app purchase buyers, they still buy and scale uh, users on iOS since uh, the deprecation of the IDFA. Wow. Actually, that's the, sorry, actually, that's the reason why right now the advertisers need the third party tools to analyze and make it like, uh, like much more effective than before. Uh, because right now it's much, much, much harder than before to be able to test by yourself or analyze by yourself. And uh, we are also bringing these solutions to the uh, our clients because uh, uh, as Ido say like right like before uh, the test was making on iOS first on the hyper casual now that is also changing but iOS is still the the most important also the operating system uh, but the advertisers like like they they seem a bit lost about that because uh, like they they cannot uh, analyze 100 percent so th that's why they need the third party tools like uh, like fiber or like like us social peta to uh, make them able to create a right like strategy and effective strategy you know you got your dad joke now yeah <laughs> i wrote it down um i thought the dryer was was uh, shrinking my clothes turns out it was the refrigerator all along <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's a pandemic joke in a way. All right, guys. So put E if you thought Ido won, put J if you thought John won, put S if you thought S Steve won. Ido, anything I missed on your end that you want to make sure we we talk about before we say goodbye? Um, no, just like, you know, constantly test, make sure that, you know, when you work with a mediation layer that you know exactly what is happening. It's not a black box. Um, that you get a lot of that, that you diversify with brand, with different formats, keep testing new things, keep testing um, new formats and new networks. And, uh, and, you know, if you don't test, if you don't move on quickly, then <laughs> in this industry, it's, you know, things move very fast and, you know, you, you must move quickly. John, final thoughts? Yeah, like... Uh... Again, I would like to thank you for this chance to like uh, meeting with your audience here. And we are here, like if you just like start also the hyper casual business, especially like market. And uh, if you just open, uh, if you know how to create great games, but if you uh, have some hesitations and question marks about how I'm going to put my game uh, in front and how I'm going to make the people see uh, aware of my game. So uh, we are here to help you and uh, they can reach me anytime. Like we can provide like some free trials to make them experience also. 
and uh, because uh, that's the best way to like to uh, experience like by, uh, by yourself actually for this kind of tools and because sometimes like good games uh, can uh, get like cannot get uh, like uh, aware by the audience just because of a bad marketing strategy so don't let your own products and own games to get lost like that so we are here to help i love it all right to the audience and to those who might be listening it on the podcast it is fiber.com f y b e r if you want a full suite of ua and monetization solutions. If you want access to those amazing brands that Ido was talking about, go check out fiber.com. And if you want to decrease your time to create the most winning ad creatives, it is socialpeta, P-E-T-A.com, socialpeta.com. They're going to give you the insights that you need to make the most intelligent ad creatives that are going to bring in the users and keep them within your app. Ido, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else besides fiber.com? Um, I think I think they'll find find their way, but I can also share my email and uh, they can reach me out definitely. All right. What's your email? Sorry, yeah, I'll put it right now. All right. We'll Ido will put it in the chat. And guys, because I messed up last earlier, it is fiber digital turbine company digital turbine i should just, just i should just be a cool kid and call it dt like everybody else was doing but digital turbine and then john if the audience wants to follow up with you in any other way do you want to send them anywhere else besides social peta uh yeah they can like reach reach us on the website and i can also uh write my email address here they can reach me on linkedin uh, if they need uh, any time i can also like share the presentation because it was also requested uh, recently to share the presentation with them, the PPT file. And yeah, I type my email here. So uh, anytime I'm here, like if they need any help. If you guys can't see the email, just find them on LinkedIn. Look for their names. It's Ido Hofstetter. And then John's name is wicked, <laughs> but it's Ken Burke. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're English speaking, it's Ken Burke, B-E-R-K. And just look for him on LinkedIn as well. Fellas. I'm sorry to say, but for you guys, I'm honored to say that I ran away with the Jad joke round and I ended up winning my Nokia joke. But so thank you guys for joining. I am at App Masters. If you guys want to work with us, we help you guys with your ASO and your monetization as well, especially for subscription-based apps. Ido, John, thank you so much for your time. To the audience, thank you guys for joining. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.